A big change has been made to the WWE's creative team. What could it be? How will it change the future of WWE in the television premium live events? What does it mean? How is it connected to The Fiend? Watch out, watch out, watch out! Everybody, it's Kev Callum here. That is the big story we're covering here. A massive change to WWE's creative team moving forward. One that I think has been pretty well received based on those who've read this report. I'll, I'll clue you in on what's going on here. My screen's all blurry. Did I get pizza grease on my screen? Eating the pizza? I can't be I can't be all blurry like that. Look at that. I'm in full HD, baby. Uh, if you've been with us before, watch out, watch out. If you haven't been with us before, go ahead and jump in there. Throw us some Facebook stars. Hit the like button if you've uh, supported the stream before. Well, we want to keep doing these. I want to do more of these. Do you want to see me do these maybe even with a co-host or something like that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something like you haven't seen that before. Okay, let's get into it. I want to hear your take on this. Uh, for a long time, for many, many years, uh, hardcore wrestling fans, people that follow the internet wrestling community, have uh, given flack to the idea of WWE using um, television writers to write and help produce their weekly TV shows, which I don't understand. I, I get some of that. I want wrestling people controlling my wrestling, but I don't think there's a problem with a show like WWE that has so much weekly content and so much stuff coming out and, and all of it now being consumed on digital and stuff like that. I think WWE needs outside people that aren't exactly 100% wrestling people. Uh, but you need people that certainly respect wrestling as a universe, no different than you would respect comic books or something like that. I think you need to be that know the integrity of the characters and the IP and the roots of everything. Uh, and it's been something I think people are easing on. More people have gotten mad about it here. Uh, and it's it's been a, a big deal. Hey, what's going on? People watching from Louisiana. Shout out where you're watching from if you're watching for the first time. I love when people shout out where they're watching from. Um, and this one is a well-received story. This is the first time I've heard someone uh, being reported about somebody joining WWE's creative team who's not from the wrestling world, and it's being well-received. I've heard many people complain about this, mainly because this guy coming in has a really great resume, and is going to bring some to WWE, and he already has, reportedly. He already, he's already brought some to the table that people really care about. So I'll get to that in a minute, but want to remind you we have some fresh stories over now at sportskeeda.com. Uh, an update on that whole Sammy Guevara-Andrade situation and how it's gotten even weirder and how Andrade now reportedly has a bunch of backstage heat. That's up right now. And we have fresh stories as well on Bray Wyatt, the future of this whole White Rabbit thing. Is that going to be revealed this weekend? Cody Rhodes, what is his status coming back from injury? Logan Paul leading up to his big match, all that stuff. Go check it out, sportskeeda.com. Follow us on the socials for more. And, of course, subscribe to us. Make sure you turn your notifications on, by the way, if you're watching us on Facebook Watch. Uh, go ahead and jump into it. All right, so let's get right into our lead story. I know you've been with me, and, and we're going to get right to it. Not going to tease any longer. So WWE has reportedly brought in Rob Fee. Now, Rob Fee has a really, really strong background in television. He worked on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which just wrapped up. I know some people say, I don't watch this show. I don't even care about it. That show was a very, very successful television show for a very long time. It made a lot of money. So if you're on a winning team, they're bringing you in. That's interesting, right? Well, I think something that more wrestling fans will care about is the other things that he has worked on. He's worked on a handful of different big Disney shows. And he also worked for Marvel, which has a universe. And WWE has a universe. And they have characters. And they have periodic releases of content like comic books are. They are released episodically every single week or a few weeks or month. You buy your comic books. It's the same type of release. It's the same long-term build, build, build storytelling. So that's Rob Fee's background. He worked on Spider-Man. He worked on the Avengers. He worked on Daredevil. And I couldn't think of a better 
uh, type of person to bring in. I know some other comic book people have worked in WWE. Obviously, there's a lot of crossover between wrestling fans and comic book fans, Marvel Cinematic Universe, things like that. Um, and some people uh, are really excited about this idea. And he comes in with a, just a really great roar of support. I'm not hearing many people complain about this because they know, like, oh, well, this guy did comic books. That's the part that like, aggravates me. There's a lot of non-wrestling people that I know that worked in WWE's creative department who came in as non-wrestling people but really contributed and great, gave great things to the characters. Uh, if you want to hear the perspective of writers in WWE, obviously we have Vince Russo on our channel, former head WWE writer, right? He has a controversial background. Some people say, oh, it's too controversial. It's Vince Russo. I don't agree with him. Uh, check out Vince. He does He does Legion of Raw for us. He does writing with Russo. He talks about his process, things that he would do, things he doesn't agree with. Maybe you do agree with him. Maybe you don't. Go check out our show. It's on our channel. Another one I would suggest is Turnbuckles, a great weekly podcast with a great John Ryman and Julie Harrison Harney. Uh, they wrote for WWE in the last few years, so they know the process recently, uh, and uh, they have some great takes. I really suggest it. So it's very interesting. I think more of the WWE writers kind of talking more about that process and pitches they think is, is interesting, especially from different variety. And this is a guy who seems like he has a really, really great background. Uh, he's already reportedly played a role in some big things in WWE recently. I don't know at what point he joined WWE, but Fightful reporting that he had some role and influence in the White Rabbit QR code puzzle that has already been well-received uh, by diehard fans, maybe even some casuals that are talking about it. And it's building to this weekend's Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And it's getting people to watch every little backstage segment, every little nuance of WWE television to maybe even find a code that they can go look at on their phone. Uh, I'm on board with it. I love ARG, augmented reality game, things like this. I think it's really compelling. I think it's great that WWE is doing it. Hopefully it doesn't get played out too quickly, but I've been enjoying the past few weeks of WWE television because the wrestling has been really good. They've had great matches on TV. They've been building the pay-per-view properly, but people are tuning in to see these QR codes. <laughs> and some of them are a little bit more obvious, uh, especially this week. They're just flashing them on screen. Other times they're making you look for them uh, and it's, and then you see people engage with it online and socials. So has had some role in that and he's apparently a big supporter of Bray Wyatt. If it looks like we're getting Bray Wyatt here with the white rabbit thing. I don't think people are going to complain about that. Uh, but Fee reportedly uh, at one point, whether before he was on the WWE creative team or prior and Bray Wyatt was still with WWE. So this would have been more than a year ago. He pitched a movie based on the fiend and what better horror movie could WWE? I think better than See No Evil. They did with Kane, right? They did a couple of those. They did Oculus, but that wasn't exactly theirs. That was a ghost movie that they bought and distributed uh, for the WWE Films Division. But I mean, a WWE movie, a horrific movie streaming on Peacock or maybe even a movie theater with The Fiend, with Bray Wyatt playing the character, I'd be on board for that. <laughs> uh, this is spooky season, man. This is when I start watching my horror movies again. Uh, I would be on board for that. I would watch something like that. Would you watch something like that? Would you want to see Bray Wyatt in a horror movie? I would love to hear that. I think it's a cool idea. Um, thank you so much for the support, Chris Jackson. Always with us. Appreciate that. Um, Aaron Pond saying, did he help write the movies or just the comics? I believe he worked on the comic books. Um, other people following up here. Uh, what is it called? I don't know exactly what you're asking there. Go ahead. I want to get to more people. What is going on here? Well, we got a new member of the WWE creative team. A guy coming over from Marvel working on Disney shows. His name is Rob fee, really talented guy. He's a fun, he has a sense of humor about this as well. Um, I obviously a lot more people are starting to follow him on Twitter that are diehard wrestling fans. Um, but looking at his tweet, he obviously is a wrestling fan. So before people cry, Oh, it's, he's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't belong. Shut up. It's fine. You can follow him at Rob Fee on Twitter. And he obviously understands the cats out of the bag. The people know that he's hired by WWE. 
he posted a picture of an essay he wrote in ninth grade in his freshman year of high school. And he said, I got to be on my essay about wrestling because, quote, the choice of weak subjects hurt you in the long run. Joke's on you, pal. And uh, this is a grade for a paper he wrote about WWF versus WCW. Which is better? Rob Fee, composition in 1995. That's, that's, that's just great. You know, he's a diehard longtime wrestling fan. Um, and and uh, MJF tweeted out salt of the earth, that Rob Fee is a salt of the earth. Uh, and he responded, what has Max ever lied? Uh, and uh, Sean Ross of Fightful breaking the story, uh, saying that I, they, they have a very interesting hire by WWE coming into the Fightful Select, director of long-term creative, which which is Rob Fee's title. So he's going he's gonna to be involved in long-term storytelling. Rob Fee responding, sounds like someone that's cute and fun. Sounds like someone that's cute and fun. <laughs> so good on him, man. I'm very, very happy um, when good creative people get to do um, something pretty crazy here and, and good on him. And, and he obviously is friendly with a lot of people in the wrestling industry, uh, including MJF and other people. And, and it's interesting to see him involved in this role. Uh, a good guy, apparently, and he's well-received and getting great reviews, great response. So happy for him here. Uh, Jonathan Hearn with the take here, uh, with him on board, I can see judgment date type of movie, like a cult horror movie. Uh, Hey, I mean, it's long-term storytelling. Are you, are we going to see like a WWE story get, finished in a movie is that something you guys would like it's week-to-week television but then you get to finish in like a movie or a special or a complete cinematic thing and it's the story goes from like the ring matches into a sit like i don't know there's a lot of different things you can do now with streaming now um people saying do you know the name of the movie i don't know the name of the movie jack Pitt. it was a pitch so they actually didn't make the movie um this pitch was made uh, for the specifically i'm talking about rob feet pitching at one point reportedly a movie based on the fiend it was pitched uh, but that that movie was done. That pitch and that meeting. A lot of people. A lot of movies get pitched. Doesn't mean they get made. Um, and that was done before he was released. Bray Wyatt was released. Jim Thorne always with us. Thank you so much, Jim. I'm a horror fan. Yeah, I'd watch something like that. He, he's on board with it. He, he he would do something like that. I would too. JJ Johnson. JJ Jonah Jameson. Uh, was his name Huge Jackman? Uh, not Huge Jackman, Hugh Jackman. No, he's busy with the new Deadpool movie. What up, Donna? Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! What's going on, Daniel Piles? So is White Rabbit Bray Wyatt? Yeah, Daniel, I think it is. I know. I, I think anyone would be really disappointed at this point if it wasn't Bray Wyatt. Um, if it wasn't him, uh, they'd be really, really upset about that. I, I just don't think it can be anyone else and be satisfying at this point. I mean, it could be some other people, but I don't. I don't think it can be anyone uh, satisfying here. Um, Chris Aldrich, uh, great show, Kevin. Enjoy wrestling, everyone. Thank you so much, Chris. You're seeing the catchphrase before I can too. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for the people that have weathered with us through the changes here on the stream and stuff like that, too. I know there's a lot of diehard viewers who watch all the time and are with us here. Uh, Jack Pitt here. What do you think about Russo's comment about WWE being a copy and paste show? Well, Jack Pitt, I know uh, Vince Russo, a, a great established voice in wrestling, whether you agree with him or not, worked in WCW, WWE, TNA, all these different things. Uh, you can check out his shows for us on Monday nights, reviewing Monday Night Raw. And you're just writing with Russo. He also does Wrestling Outlaws with EC3 now. So all three of those weekly shows are on our channel, on our YouTube channel. They're on our, our podcast channel as well if you want to listen to us. I bring that up because just because he says something doesn't mean I agree with it. But I am i don't think I'm like at a total authority uh, on wrestling like in any realm that Vince Russo is. doesn't mean I agree with it. I don't think the show's copy and paste at all. I do think there's a little bit more of a formula with Triple H that's coming into view. 
Um, but I don't think formulas are particularly bad in television in general. And I know people say, oh, that's a cop out you're bringing up other TV shows. But I mean, I think great wrestling matters to wrestling fans and they want to see great matches and there's preferences that people want to see in a show. And if you don't prefer a barn burning match or you don't care about great moves with a great story, I think we're getting better stories. I don't want to say greatest stories. But we're getting better ones. I think things have gotten a little bit repetitive with uh, Rollins and Riddle, but they're trying to just kind of put the nail on it. And I think this is the, the good match that you can end it on because uh, you've been doing it for a long, long time with these guys. So, you know, four or five months of TV, weekly television. You didn't get that match at SummerSlam. You got it at Clash the Castle. It was really good. Uh, you know, we're kind of spoiled in that regard. I don't think that's copy and paste. That isn't the way I would describe it. I do think there is a bit of a storyline uh, formula they, they want to, that they know and they'll go with. But that's also week-to-week television. You have 52 weeks of TV. You can't give everything away in three weeks like everybody wants. Everybody wants the culmination, the emotional payoff of something that's like six months in like four weeks now uh yeah i five days is when people wanted to see these qr code things build up with white rabbit and then he's revealed you know they, they started out in like what september it's like right uh like that last weekend third second weekend or something like that of september and then the 23rd people wanted to see it on smackdown and that doesn't lend itself to a long-term storytelling and this is what this rob fee guy is being brought in for right long-term storytelling episodic tv you watch every week it builds up to something that's old school wrestling that's old school build them up build them up build them up pay them off make them happy give them something else to come back with um and then we're going to get something revealed with this whole qr code thing and that's going to create a whole new story so um a lot more interesting there's a lot more positives for me right now watching wwe than there is negatives and what's so bad about that i think if you get so tied up and talking about what you don't like that i don't know what you like you know, I don't, I, all I know is you just hate stuff. So that's just my approach. And that doesn't mean I, I disagree. I, I like discredit somebody else's approach or something like that. So that, that would be my take about what Russo said. I, I don't find it's copy and paste. I do think they have a formula. I would say it's a little bit, it's becoming a little bit more formulaic under Triple H. Uh, but you lost Vince McMahon. You lost the head of the ship and they're, they're rolling with it. And they still have a lot of, you know, veteran talent there in, in the creative department and, and not just, you know, creative. I'm talking about, the wrestlers, you know, they still have a lot of great talent on the, the wrestling side of things. So still have a lot of those storylines you can keep going with that were going before Vince left in July. Uh, ben, with his take, uh, thoughts uh, that they may try to swerve us and tease Joe Gacy as the White Rabbit than Bray Wyatt. I've heard um, Gacy referenced in one of the QR code clues and make him like the higher power. I've heard other people say, oh, it won't just be Bray Wyatt. Maybe it's like a group of people. Uh, it's, Bray Wyatt's got to be a part of this thing. Uh, if you're revealing it this weekend at Extreme Rules, as a lot of people sent, tend to think it is, or you're going to have a better, it may not even be like a physical presentation. It may just be like a video or something like that. Um, you got to have Bray Wyatt involved. I don't mind us having other characters involved. And obviously Joe Gacy has been doing cryptic, creepy, kind of occultish type stuff on NXT. Uh, if you make him like some type of accessory character to Bray Wyatt, I think that'd be cool. Uh, George Dominguez, I think uh, she still isn't clear to Russell. I don't know what that question's about there, but uh, that's about something else. Want to try and get uh, some of your questions in here. Daniel Piles, is he going to reveal himself at the Extreme Rules on Saturday? It seems like it's going in that direction. I mean, could WWE drag it out further? I mean, one clue kind of, uh, you know, teases to the next. Uh, and, you know, Steve Sir saying uh, the Becky Bianca one-year storyline was a great example of great storytelling. Yeah. And they didn't, they weren't feuding the whole year, by the way, they just kind of did the story, got away from it and came back to it. I'm not opposed to that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
people hoping for something like Ministry 2.0. Um, other people saying, yeah, put Gacy and Wyatt together. They want a bunch of different things here. Uh, do you think the women's ladder match could possibly steal the show? Um, Bailey uh, has had some good matches. I don't think she's had like a barn burning match since her return. She's a great character. Um, has cooled off a little bit since she got back in WWE and returned from injury. I think this is a show off match for her. I think she wants to have a, a phenomenal match. And I think there's a very good chance that she gets the belt off of, Bianca Belair in this circumstance. It's a ladder match. You can do a lot of different shenanigans and you don't pin Bianca. Uh, you lose a ladder match by having that title taken off the top of the ladder. So that'll be interesting here. By the way, Extreme Rules stack card like on paper. If you, if you, you haven't been watching WWE, I know there's plenty of fans who are casual that just like watch clips and they just watch the, the specials. They just watch the premium live events. My nephew is like this. He doesn't watch. He'll watch a little bit of the clips and then I'll ask me like, hey, is this the main event or is this the opening match? And I'll be like, I think this is the last match. Uh, and even he is involved with the White Rabbit stuff. So, you know, 10, 11 years old, he's on board with it. Casual fan, you know. And he's saying, I, I like that. I think if they make that Bray Wyatt, that'll be cool. And, and he's talking to me about matches on the card for Extreme Rules, uh, you know, without me telling him what those matches are. So that's when, you know, something's working. In terms of a B pay-per-view that isn't like the big four, like SummerSlam, Survivor Series, uh, you know, Money in the Bank or WrestleMania Royal Rumble. You know what I'm talking about, like the big ones, right? The big quarterlies. This, I heard a lot more people talking about this show in a different way because of the White Rabbit thing, because Edge is on the show, because there's just a lot of like payoff things. And it's worth noting, Roman Reigns is not going to be on the show. So it's kind of interesting in that regard. Um, give us Bray Wyatt in a carrying cross, Bray Wyatt faction. He wants to see that. So a lot of people saying in here, looking forward to the premium life event. Still got to get used to saying that. Thank you guys so much for checking out this live stream. I'm Kev Kellum. You can follow me on all of the apps. You can follow me on the apps. I'm on uh, TikTok. I have some TikTok comedy clips up right now. If you're a TikTok person, go search for me there. Kevin H. Kellum. I'm on Instagram at Kev Kellum six, Kev Kellum six as well. Uh, and now uh, follow sports. Kita. Follow us on all these different apps. That you can see there. Uh, we got we got ourselves on Facebook. You're watching us there. We're on YouTube. We have a just cracked 35,000 on YouTube. I just have two big interviews up right now that you guys can watch over there as well. Mike Bennett, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions, get in the ring this Friday at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay-per-view. And the Knockouts Women's Champion, Jordan Grace, got to talk to me. So go check out those interviews. They're up on our YouTube, and you can listen to them in your podcast ears as well. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing that you can possibly do. Say it with me now. Enjoy wrestling. Watch out, watch out, watch out.